Rebecca, how long gone is here? What's up? Uh, it is Tuesday. You are listening on Wednesday. We're coming off a great solo pod. Oh, how long gone? How long gone after dark might have to happen uh, more often. Only, only when required. But I, I do think that the the benefits. I'm seeing the benefits. Yeah, you can't force it. It has to happen organically. Exactly. No one's seeing the benefits more than the big brunch starring Dan Levy. I'll say that. <laughs> Have you heard from their people at all yet? I haven't heard. I haven't been offered any free glasses from his line of eyewear. So okay. I'm kind of still waiting. Yeah. I mean, one thing I, I can't get sick of is a new pair of frames and lenses, right? I, I have the time. I have the room. How do you how do you feel about um, the, the Barstool Sports uh, watch company called Brick? I mean, I think it's cool because... He is just, it's its like, uh, it, it, people get mad about this stuff. He's only exploiting the idiots that follow him. So who cares? Like, no one, why would a person who actually knows about watches argue the merit of a vanity watch brand from a, the guy who started Bar- Barstool Sports? This is not for you. This is for people who love Dave Portnoy. They love his pizza YouTube show, <laughs> and they're willing to spend money on on junk to support him. Like, that's funny. Do you know what the money is? How much it costs for a watch? Uh, the price point is very important to me. The price point is pretty high. That's the whole problem. It, it's like a it's like a couple thousand dollars, you know, or like $1,500, and it's like a $40 watch. That's why people are so mad. But <laughs> No, that price point is perfect, if you ask me. It reminds me of like Steve Bannon. You know, when they found out that Steve Bannon was just like doing all this stuff and putting the money in his pockets from all the idiots that follow him and Trump, mm-hmm. it's the same idea. It's it's like, look, if you, if, you, if you were able to get these idiots to band together and follow you into the fire, then you should be able to exploit them for as much money as you possibly can mm-hmm. while smart people laugh at all of you and don't get mad that's what this country is built on you know more or less i can't argue with any of that unfortunately i mean the product obviously aesthetically is horrendous but that's <laughs> to be expected i mean this is this is i'll never forget when i went to barstool sports uh and i went to the bathroom and it had the chart of your piss color above the toilet to tell you how hydrated you were <laughs> that that is that defines everything to mm-hmm. me you know that define that defines it all to me but the other the other breaking news to me is the is this not breaking news i guess but i sent it to you earlier this this omar apollo mm-hmm. tweet where someone was claiming and i i don't like to see this obviously for for <laughs> multiple reasons but someone was claiming that um he was not gay is omar apollo another queer baiting singer like those type quote i don't label myself let me wear cropped and paint my nails and say i find another guy hot unquote because i like his song but i don't want to be supporting straight men doing queer baiting which why not exactly what's the problem what's the issue (laughs) i mean jason have you ever worn a have you ever worn a cropped shirt or painted your nails you can be look i i I have never done that i have painted my nails of course and most tops are are crops on me because of my super long body, but you're not doing it on purpose. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it on purpose, and that makes it hotter somehow. But obviously, it's it's not our place to talk about queer baiting. Um, but also, you know, it's like if a, if a straight person is doing um, is doing a good job at appealing to mm-hmm. a larger audience, including an audience of gay people. Yeah, what's the and, issue? And, and you like it, you know? It's like. Um, there's no, uh, let's say I'm going tuna fishing and I put a beautiful, uh, you know, uh, canned mackerel, okay. a canned sardine that's the only, on that, my hook. That's the only place canned fish should be used is to catch <laughs> other fish that are actually edible, but go ahead. I, I put on a, a fishwives cold smoked kimchi octopus. <laughs> 
and I throw it out there, that would mean I'm fish baiting, correct? Yes. And uh, and the fish goes, that looks delicious. I bite it. There's a hook. I've tricked this fish, and now I'm killing them with a with a baseball bat and eating them for dinner. That is bad. But what if I just take a fish bait and throw it in the water, and the tuna, the big gay tuna goes, mm, yummy. I ate it. I enjoyed that, and I live to swim another day. I live to swim another day is right. But the 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 big takeaway is that Omar Apollo, who is, I mean, I thought it was pretty known that he was smashing Frank Ocean, or at least was for a, a time. He he quote tweeted with the with the, <laughs> the line, "No, I be sucking dick for real." For real, spelled F uh, letter F letter R letter F letter R, and this this is received. It's looking like at time of at time of screen capture, we're looking at you know big numbers here. This is doing numbers like my child drew the jail and pointed. Kind of, kind of stuff. So this is this is going pretty well for Omar, and and I think that this is one, maybe the coolest thing he's ever done. I mean, I don't think Frank Ocean is cool, so betting him doesn't do much for me. But how how does this rank for you on Omar Apollo? When you say it's the coolest thing he's ever done, it also may be the the first cool thing that he's done. Is that safe to say? I don't really keep up with him too much as an old person, but I don't I don't keep up with him too much either. I I like the fact that he does Spanish language. Uh, when, yeah, when you needed. love that. You love I that. like I, I like that. Even though yeah, I don't bilingual under- black loves that bilingual black. Even though I'm not bilingual, nor do I understand any language besides <laughs> the Queen's English. Uh, I do like when no, people. You could you could speak city folk and country folk. That's a good, I can't speak country folk. Um, to my recollection, slobbing on Frank Ocean's knob is the only cool thing to date. Like if you had a a Wikipedia page for all the cool things you've done, that's. It would be one entry, and that would be it. And now he's got two. I bet Omar, though, I bet he has some cool pants, probably in his closet. I feel like he's a big kind of pants forward guy. Okay, yeah. You know, I think he probably has some nice, nice pants that that would interest you because you're kind of a pants guy now. <laughs> That's cool, uh, but not as cool as saying no. I be sucking dick, fr. Okay. Thank you to Omar and so for for kind of making that statement fun and cool. It was fun and cool. Yeah, you know, we need more fun and cool stuff in our crumbling society, Jason. You know that. Yeah, when we watched him at Coachella, it was um, I was muy cansado, as they say, <laughs> which means sleepy or tired, I guess. Speaking of... So he needs to start doing shit like this. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Speaking of sleepy and tired, quickly before we get to our guest, uh, last night um, after I got back uh, from the 1975 show at the sold-out Kia Forum, thank you to our friends at Kia. You did it again. I decided to finish off the Trevor Noah special because I hate myself. What What are you going through, man? What What's going on? First, the Dan Levy brunch show. Now, Trevor Noah stand up. Because this is because TV is so bad and everything is ruined that I've decided it's only a torture device for me now. There's no enjoyment to be had. So let's just take it as far as we can in the other direction. That's what I'm doing now. Why don't you just kill your TV, bro? I still have to have something to do for those 45 minutes, you know, a day when I need to unwind. Yeah, it's called burpees and jump squats, you fucking pussy. You know, I've already done that at that point in the day. But Again. 
I want to point out he's continuing the absolutely insane trend of comedians loving streetwear and sneakers. He's wearing the Sean Wortherspoon Air Max 97s on the show. Mm-hmm. He chose that he could have had he could have chosen any wardrobe in the world, <laughs> but he chose some Air Max 97 sneakerhead round two joints <laughs> to wear on TV and then proceeded to be he's so deeply unfunny. It's it's unreal how bad he is. Like I don't understand understand it like i don't i truly don't get it and there's a it's an arena so was there at least what was there one joke or story or anecdote or no trevorism no. where you're like damn he really spitting for real no not at all i didn't even crack a smile and i know i know maybe that's the that's the point he's supposed to make you think you know but like i'm not gonna the only thing i'm thinking about is how he got in the sack with dua lipa there's no way that was real. All they did, he he did her podcast, and they had some fucking dinner. That there's no way he was. Bro, I I could see the, I could see it, dude. I could see him clapping because he is a good looking guy, and he is also South African. What is, what does that have to do with anything? I'm just saying it's exotic and could be interesting to to a significant other or a sexual partner. That's all. I'm just saying he's not coming to the table with just like I'm a wh- I'm a white guy and I'm on TV. He's like I'm a black guy from South Africa on TV. I've got a great head of hair. I'm wearing these cool sneakers. Let me get you a martini. Let's see where this goes. You know, there's no way he fucking had sex with Dua Lipa. I know you don't want to believe it, but I think it's very possible that unfunny comedian Trevor Noah clapped it. I, I hate. I'm sorry. If our if this was a video podcast, you could see I'm I'm plugging my ear holes shut with my two fingertips in protest. <laughs> <laughs> this is horseshit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I just don't. I just think that anything with celebrities is plausible because they're all just so lost. So you're saying there's a chance. There, there's definitely a chance. Yeah. If you were a barista somewhere, maybe. You know, if you were a barista at a hotel or something, but I don't think podcasters are going to get you in there. That's the closest I'm going to get to Dua Lipa is if I learn the art of <laughs> yeah, you, of espresso. If, and If you're able to serve her a perfect flat white, maybe you could get between the legs. I can get a... Oh, Chris, come on, bro. <laughs> I have a couple ins over at the Edition Hotel. I can, you know. Yeah, I can see. It can't be that hard to foam some some oat. I can see you picking up some shifts at the Edition. We do have a guest today, uh, DJ, producer, physical therapy. His his real name is uh, Daniel Fisher, which I guess I'll call him uh, if he if he makes me. but I think he does. He live in Berlin. No, I think he's a New York guy. But he could be in Berlin right now. Who knows? You know these DJ guys. They're always traveling. These DJ guys are always traveling. Um, picking up gigs and stuff like that. So he could be over there. He, but I think he's a New Yorker, and um, he's he's done a pod before. Our friends of the show, Celebrity Book Club. He's close friends with them, and he appeared on their show a few months ago. And I listened in and I sent him a message. We had I had known of him for a long time just through the world of EDM. <laughs> And I was like, hey, man, good job on that podcast. Most DJs are really bad at podcasting, and you did a great job. So, Jason, you think you're the only DJ that can podcast. Uh, don't worry. Daniel Fisher is here to prove you wrong. Let's uh, let's give him a jingle if he can if he can kind of, you know, get his nose clean. Daniel, thank you. Are you joining us from a suite in Miami for the Art Basel Festival, or are you are you somewhere else? I am joining you from day four of my COVID quarantine in my apartment in New York. <laughs> oh, you're telling you're telling me a nightlife scion like yourself actually caught COVID from one of your little raves? I know it's surprising. <laughs> You've been spending too much time over at Bossa Nova, bro. What's going on? I like had strep 
two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I just got better, and then I immediately got COVID. Jesus. Okay, and and I just want to understand. You're saying that you tested first. First mistake. You tested yourself for COVID. <laughs> okay. Well, why did you do that? Why did? Why would you do that? That's just foolish. It yeah. was in the midst of like family Thanksgiving time. I had all this family in town visiting. Mm. I woke up on Friday. I was like, huh, my throat feels a little weird. Mm-hmm. I had just gotten like a huge pack of COVID tests that the pharmacist gave me for free. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll just take one. Flex. Like not <laughs> not thinking in a million years that it would actually test positive. Like <laughs> I never thought I could get it. Like I know other people got it, but I never thought I would test positive. So is this your first COVID or have you tangled oh. with it many a time? Oh, I doubt that. This is my second. Okay, that's not bad. Damn, that sucks. I was I was clocking you for a four plus guy, uh, just because of your career. Four banger. Kind of, that you seem, yeah, you seem a little mixy. And and <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but you seem like a a guy that's out doing things, seeing people, you know. So that's kind of where you can track the novel coronavirus. Uh, I'm definitely a man about town, so <laughs> yeah, I'm a high risk candidate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, damn bro that sucks because it's so weird because like i had covid you know like a year ago at least and i totally forgot that it's possible for me to get covid again like it the thought of it yeah never even enters my mind and i'd be on planes and all that shit i guess i should be a little more cautious i don't Mm -hmm. think i even because i Mm -hmm. wasn't really feeling very sick i don't think if i was about to see like eight like older family members if i would have tested and also i just happened to like have just gotten this big box of free tests it's almost like it was a conspiracy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah this feels like fauci kind of had his hand in this a little bit i mean are you are you related to fauci at all he wasn't one of the people coming to thanksgiving right Uh, i really can't discuss that but (laughs) (laughs) okay 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 i don't want to put on his emhoff shit i like it the whole thing feels so like throwback (laughs) it is giving throwback (laughs) it's vintage i know people are still getting it but i certainly haven't heard anyone mention like being in a quarantine oh right i think because now i think because now it's like five days which is like okay so that means four days which means three and a half and then you're back at berries and no one even knows you know it's fine exactly so does that mean that you had to cancel your nine top at balthazar um for tea gives my Mother had booked the entire family for an adult mini golf course called Swingers, <laughs> which is bro. Uh, are you telling me that your mom does your mom live in Bushwick or is she just, are you like this is crazy? She lives on the Upper West Side. Um, we had to cancel the Swingers, then we had to cancel dinner at Tapas Restaurant. You know, there was a whole fallout. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't. I mean, those are shared plates. That's really bad for COVID transmission. Yeah, and yes, I'm, for sure. But you, you were able to keep the the axe throwing bar res at least something. Yeah. Uh, there were no cancellations, but we pushed it back to next Thanksgiving. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. So, so you're telling me that you were your Thanksgiving was going to be a a mini golf with nine people and then an unnamed tapas restaurant. That that is that no. that is one of the most twisted Thanksgivings I've ever heard. Are now you're from new york though so you guys are freaks bona fide we we already had like a traditional a semi-traditional thanksgiving um at an airbnb that my mom rented in harlem (laughs) (laughs) why would she why would she rent a place in harlem to have thanksgiving when you guys live in new york because my uncle is allergic to my parents dog oh okay and that explains the harlem of course (laughs) 
I mean, I think that's the only place where you can like get an Airbnb in New York, <laughs> as far as I can tell. Airbnb in New York is confirmed fake. That is the thing that that everybody knows. It's just not. It's not real. This is cool, man. This is cool stuff. Okay, so there's a there's a family crash pad over over on 125th. <laughs> I'm anti dog, as you might know. So I just want to know kind of what breed, how much hair. You know, is your uncle sensitive or is he just being a pussy? Let's keep it 100. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, talk shit about my uncle. <laughs> Daniel, he asked a question. It's very simple. Yeah. Is your uncle a pussy or not? My uncle's not a pussy. Based on the hypoallergenic levels of his dog. Uh, the dog sheds a lot. Mm-hmm. He's a shatter. So you're gonna blame an in- you're gonna you're gonna blame an innocent <laughs> animal instead of <laughs> instead of leveling with us about your uncle, and I appreciate that. And it seems like I didn't know DJs could kind of afford this kind of thing, but it seems like you've been media trained. Uh, I have, I have. You're spinning this thing like a Harlem Globetrotter, and I'm not I'm not pr- pr- particularly happy about it. I thought you were gonna be a little more open. Daniel's got an Upper West Side pedigree, Chris. They're kind of built different over there. Finishing school stuff like that. Yeah. Did you go to Did you go to Cotillion or just regular high school? like what were you doing up there in your younger days i i I actually grew up in new jersey that's cool well new jersey's secretly nicer jason he's he's trying to dog whistle something to us (laughs) jason's never visited montclair he he thinks it's a puffer jacket um but montclair is a is a is a kind of a beautiful neighborhood over there in new jersey it's not not a puffer jacket well um daniel what what um what item were you planning on sticking your whole foot into for the Thanksgiving Day menu that you were unable to because of your "quote unquote" coronavirus? <laughs> well, no, yeah, exactly. No, I got. I we had the Thanksgiving, and then I tested positive. We canceled the mini golf. Everyone flew home because they were like stressed out, and then that was that. Okay, so you were able to have the sit-down indoor dinner with your whole family. But the outdoor mini golf, we got that canceled. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we didn't know. We didn't know. So then what did you put your veritable foot into on the dinner table? Because I know you kind of be low-key cooking with it, right? <laughs> I do love to cook, but I did not cook anything. I was just there. Wow. One of the sh- one of the chefs handled it. Okay. Well, how was the how was the food? Look, your uncle, your mom, they're not listening to this shit. So let me let me know if they <laughs> were the the sweet potatoes burned. Was there too much butter? Did the yams touch the macaroni and cheese? All right. Uh, I'll break it down. Everything, <laughs> mostly everything was good. The turkey was actually moist, which I feel is the rarest like mm-hmm. sure. thing possible. And my mm-hmm. mom was freaking out because like the Airbnb oven wasn't hot enough and the turkey took like an extra hour and a half to cook. But Ooh. I think that's why it was moist, mm. low and slow. Mama hit it low and slow whether she liked it or mm-hmm. not. And it ended up being a Thanksgiving blessing. Uh, there was too much liver in the stuffing. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. There were some old people You guys there. put liver in the <laughs> stuffing? I mean, that's a traditional stuffing. You got to have liver. What or- tradition are you talking about, bro? Are you Did you come over on the Mayflower? No, it's true. <laughs> it's true you put the turkey turkey liver you put the turkey liver your ass did come over on the mayflower (laughs) i need to see like that's crazy dude no i like that though that's committing to the bit but there's some traditions if it's just a little bit it's good but there was a little too much and then my mom was being crazy with the mac and cheese which i don't even eat because i'm lactose intolerant but she came to me and she was (laughs) like can you help and it was like this congealed like nothing had melted and i was like oh did you make a roux like how did you make this mac and cheese and she was like no i used the recipe you just like add in all the ingredients and turn it on and i was like mm, honey that's just like noodles with unmelted like 
generic cheese on it. It's not mac and cheese. <laughs> okay, hold on, because I I was listening to my favorite podcast, the, the Joe Budden podcast, and they were talking about a lot of uh, mac and cheese talk, and and they called someone because this guy said it was so overrated, and then they were talking about roux. And I don't know. I thought that's what Australians called kangaroos. I've never heard this term in my entire oh, life. Okay. And and apparently it's an agent that is, is it used in other dishes or is it a mac and cheese yes. specific? Okay. So is it a bonding agent? Like, what is it? What does it do? So a roux is one to one butter to flour that you cook in the pan. And it is like a thickening base for sauces. Like it's used in French sauces. But it is also the key to like real mac and cheese is that you start the roux and then you melt the cheese in. Mm -hmm. And that's how it actually comes out creamy Mm. as opposed to just like literally noodles with like making Mm -hmm. nachos out of pasta. That's that's good to know because I I had a delicious uh, gluten free uh, Erewhon mac and cheese. And I, I, I wonder if they were able to roux because it did have the qualities that you're talking about. And I feel like they wouldn't kind of slack off on a thanksgiving catering they probably made like a cashew flour roux <laughs> okay okay so there was a nut-based roux that's fucked up yeah roux you know chris you've heard of gumbo right a nice nolan style gumbo yeah too, yeah i've heard of it i've never eaten one because i love myself but i've heard of it yeah right 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 that's that's like a that's roux Rue 101 okay. that's that's where the rue really shines and something like that and i don't i don't mean to put you to chefanistas on the spot but how do you spell rue is it r-u or r-o-o or what are we working with r-o-u-x is that that's, right yeah yeah oh yeah. oh no so it's really nolan shit, not to man. take it back to nolan's but yeah god damn it <laughs> god damn it chris if you want to cook any of the french mother sauces you're gonna have to learn how to make a rue um sorry about my co-host and also check me out there's a food podcast that i made an appearance <laughs> on just a little side plug before i forget it's called taste cooking i talk about food for an hour we really get into it daniel okay daniel so when you're not in the it, it sounds like just based on your description of rue you're pretty sick with it in the kitchen and i i just did you start young was your mom the instructor was there a father figure in your life that helped you learn how to barbecue in new jersey or is this something you came to uh via bon appetit youtube videos my mom was definitely traditionally the cook and my dad was the griller. So, you know, I picked up a little bit from both of them. I love American tradition. This is good. <laughs> but Thank I feel you. like, you know, it was a lot of Bon Appetit video, mm-hmm. New York Times cooking section type stuff. Okay. That's how I learned to cook. Were you doing this to like woo people to have sex with you or was this just because you thought it was fun? I mean, it doesn't hurt. But <laughs> okay, so it's a both. Okay, so it's a both answer. It doesn't okay. hurt. Right now, I've been uh, doing like a, a meal prep thing. Because you really are about the fitness. Okay. I, I really am. So I've just been eating like ground turkey with kale and sweet potatoes like five, four days a week probably. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. That's, 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 that's rough. Uh, but I do think, are you trying to, are you, so you're not, you're, you're trying to cut. You're not in bulking season right now. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're in cutting season. Like <laughs> before I was doing like making, doing meal prep, but like making different meals and like cooking myself like skirt steaks and stuff like that. Mm. And I was just like the time to pleasure ratio of like eating this now three day old like skirt steak versus (laughs) just like shoveling this ground turkey in my mouth it's like it doesn't really make a difference okay okay and and um i've always like sort of fantasized about what it would be like to do something like that where i just like you said just five days a week 
chicken breast, steamed veggies, and you know, sweet potatoes or whatever. I've never really been able to pull it off, especially now that I, I live with my fiance. And you really have to have both partners kind of in sync on eating like that because yeah, I'm, otherwise it's just never going to work out. Mm-hmm. Is there is there like a, a goal that you have that you're trying to accomplish? Is there a weight that you're trying to hit or a, a body f- a BMI we're trying to hit? I'm, it's it's not – I'm not there with the statistics, but it's <laughs> like uh, I've been uh, lifting, back lifting for about like eight months after being off for like two years because of a back injury. So now I'm just like, you know, I'm seeing the results, but I, I don't have the abs yet. So the goal is just like, we want to get to ab, ab town. Say no more. Yeah. I mean, welcome to the club, bitch. So the back, <laughs> the back is getting, you're seeing the, you're, you're, you're looking back at it in the mirror. You're seeing the wings develop. Uh, yeah. I think for the first time I'm like seeing some back muscles and then I was like, Oh, do I need like a huge back tattoo now? <laughs> okay. So, okay. So you've been working out for six months on your back and you're ready to go Affleck mode on the tatties. Now, do you have a, do you have a trainer or are you doing this via the Nike training app? Well, I I've met with a trainer a few times because like I said, I had a back injury. So I was like, mm-hmm. wanted to kind of like ease in and figure out what would be safe and what wasn't. But mostly I'm just kind of like, free balling you know what you're doing well i have a, i come in with a plan i know exactly what i'm gonna do and then i'm like but you're a sponge for fitness content i have a full staff but i also do that sometimes um just to f- just to kind of see some variety but what what gym are you going to and what is the uh steam room situation because that's all jason cares about mm-hmm. all right so i go to a disgusting bodybuilder gym <laughs> in ridgewood where i live oh my called force flex force flex <laughs> And it's exclusively populated by like old Polish men wearing like khakis and dress shoes on the elliptical (laughs) and then like insanely huge bodybuilders like squatting like 400. Okay. So no one. Okay. So no one. It's not an Equinox thing where there's a couple twinks jerking off. It's, it's more of a real heads situation. We're here to do work. Yeah. I've seen a handful of gay guys there, but. Few and far between. This sounds very cool. This sounds very cool. There's no steam room. The locker room is apps like even just going in to use the bathroom. You're like, this is so gross. But everyone is everyone's really focused. It's very like inspiring. Okay. <laughs> There's no hot people to distract you. What's the what's the music story there? It's very random. Like sometimes it's EDM, but sometimes it's like alt rock. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the other the other day I lost my um, ear pods. And I was at the gym and I was just overhearing so many anti-vax conspiracies, like from multiple people talking to each other, just having unrelated. Well, that's Ridgewood for you. Anti-vax conspiracy conversations. Ridgewood bodybuilder. Definitely. <laughs> Why do people move to Ridgewood again? I don't understand. It's it's like near the airport. There's no public transit to the airport, but I can get to the airport in like 25 minutes by cab, so it's perfect for me. Oh, because oh, because you, you're be, you're catching flights, not feelings. I feel you on that. I bro. am a frequent flyer, okay. <laughs> but Ridgewood's Ridgewood's the best. It's like right next to Bushwick, but instead of being like horrible and making you feel like awful all the time, <laughs> it's like super nice. And they film movies about the 50s here because it's like oh. unchanged. They might be doing a couple Miss Maisel pickup shots over there in the block. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> if you if you grew up in New Jersey, were you going to tunnel at 15? Or, or have you been a nightlife scion since birth? Or like, is this 
something that you came to as a co- adult. I was definitely like taking the bus to go see like the shins at the Mercury Lounge or something. Okay, that's a little less cool than I was looking for, but also relatable. And like I was vaguely aware that like motherfucker and those parties were like happening. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't quite there to like know how to go to them. Okay, I've I've been to several motherfuckers in my time. Actually, that's the name of a club. Just to be clear for our listeners who don't know, could you describe what was going on there? No, it's like yeah, yeah, yes. It's a hundred percent like indie sleaze heyday, right? You know, uh, to put it into better terms. But it was it was actually pretty fun and it was uh, people actually partied it wasn't like it is now where you go something like this and it's like 19 year olds in baggy pants drinking bottled water uh-huh. uh looking at tiktok it was it was you know guys in really bad clothes doing coke and having vodka sodas in small plastic cups mm-hmm. yeah it was a different it was a little more rocker a little less like black angular you know with the look it was a little more like andrew wk got it um I wanted to talk about the SEO of your name mm, for a minute. Mm. What's uh, what's it like? What are some workarounds, turnarounds? How has it affected your career? <laughs> I mean, I think there's some mm-hmm. positives and some negatives. Uh, a positive is there's a lot of subliminal messaging in that anytime anyone walks by like a physical therapist's office, they send me a photo. Mm. And now it's like 12 years of that. And I'm kind of just like, ha ha. <laughs> 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 So every you you've seen every physical therapist office this side of the Mississippi by now globally. I mean that's great. Globally, that's great for inspiring you know new merch designs and maybe you know typefaces and stuff like that. But I'm sure it gets tiring. I mean I'm the first. If you search physical therapy DJ, like I'm the first and only result. So <laughs> congratulations. You congratulations. know it's not. <laughs> you know it's not that bad. If you just searched physical therapy, obviously I wouldn't be in the first true yeah. thousand pages. You know Chris Black, unfortunately, is a is a highly publicized writer of a few uh, fan favorite Star Trek episodes. Um, so I'm kind of battling against that on Wikipedia. Um, so it sounds like you might have it better than me. The only thing is that my like social media handles are physical therapy with an F. And then sometimes people think that's how I spell it, which grosses me out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, the brain does go to misspellings, inten- intentional misspellings when a DJ's name is presented. You know what I mean? There's either a weird letter or a missing vowel at least. You know, I'm so proud that I got that name. Yeah, you should be now. You can barely walk down the street. You know, you can't go to your local watering hole in Ridgewood without people recognizing you from the nightlife scene. It's horrible. (laughs) Especially um, in my dating life, I refuse to date anyone who uh, has heard of my music. Really? (laughs) Let's say that's the only way I've ever been able to have sex with people. (laughs) Uh, no, I wouldn't say refuse, but let's let's clarify date though. You know what I mean? You're saying you won't get into a relationship if they if they're banging your fucking resident advisor mix, but maybe a one nighter. You're not opposed to that. I guess it would be possible. I mean, I truly feel like I've never gotten <laughs> laid for being a DJ. No one believes me, but <laughs> we're gonna dissect this for the remainder of your episode. Why? Okay, so then why would you get laid if you could lay out some of those qualifications? Uh, that'd be great. Because I'm goofy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying goofy is what work is what works. No, looks, obviously. Okay. So, okay. So you're so you're saying you're hot and goo- hot and goofy. I just want to be appreciated for my looks. Just 
purely. You know? <laughs> Welcome to the club, sis. That's all I care about. I'm so tired of being used for my finances and my my insane brain, and it's getting old. I want to be absolutely exploited. Keep dreaming, sis. No, men men get more uh, handsome as they get older. Yeah. Older the berry, the sweeter the juice. I do look better than I did when I was 25, which I you can't say for a lot of people. So I guess that's... Do you look better now than you did when you were younger? I look better now than I did at certain points in my life. I wouldn't say that <laughs> I look the, the best that I've ever looked. We all, had, we all had a chubby girl phase, right? When do you think you were peaking? I want to say 2011. What, 2011, what's going on <laughs> in your life at the time? Is it just youth keeping you thin and wispy and beautiful? Or were you doing things to kind of make sure you were at the top of your game? You know, well, I was I was definitely young and carefree and like not eating that much. And I was just like, you know, I was fully into my life as a DJ. I had dropped out of school. I was feeling really like carefree and slutty. I, I had highlights. Um, Damn. I thought you were just going to say like the SoundCloud was popping, but we had highlights? In my hair, yeah. And you're saying that's good. That's good. And that helped. <laughs> and my style was really like at a good point, which is still, I think, reverberating through <laughs> men's fashion today is what i was doing around that era so yeah you the what whatever you did to the fashion game in 2011 you've left your stink all over it the amount of times mm-hmm. that you're gonna see me on mood boards <laughs> okay so <laughs> what was the go-to like we're going for a night out you know everybody's over at your house for the pre-drink you know you got the you got the music playing what is the what is the outfit what is kind of the go-to outfit that you know is gonna kind of keep your slut streak going there was a throwback skater element. Like I was wearing puffy skate shoes <laughs> and then there would be like okay. s- super tattered like denim element and then maybe like a golf sweater. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you're, you're mixing. I'm horny. You're mixing the Osiris with the golf wang on top and then kind of a destroyed denim vintage or are we rocking the Trueys? It definitely vintage. Okay. Okay. A hundred percent. And, or there might be like, you know, a lot of mixing patterns. There might be like some kind of shiny, like flame shirt or like, mm-hmm. okay. You know, you had the little world industries joint going on. <laughs> were you showing skin or were you kind of keeping it covered? You know, there, there was definitely skin. Maybe there's a tank top under, mm-hmm. you know, I would say that my like clubbing uniform has been like a beater for always. So, you know, under all these mixed pattern layers, there's a beater, and at some point in the night, that's going to come out. Okay, and could, when when you say beater for our listeners at home who might not know what you're talking about, you're talking about a, a ribbed tank top partner respecter style <laughs> wife beater, right? Yes, a Calvin and Klein. Oh, Calvin. <laughs> Calvin and Klein. Calvin as well as Klein. <laughs> uh wife beater okay just so just so you know i don't know if your community has adopted this yet but our community we don't call it a wife beater anymore it's a partner respecter oh okay good to know <laughs> so if you just i don't want you to make i don't want you to misgender the, no, the no, ribbed call, a- call me in call me in <laughs> i'm gonna call you in i'm gonna call you out as well so you're telling me that you call have this in. you have this this uh, this look that's giving everything you're in the club the body's on fleek the cum gutters are are also on fleek there's an element of a hair highlight going on Mm -hmm. you're djing the crowd is pumping everyone's like oh my god this dj not only is he playing good music 
but he's looking good. He's smelling good. Mm-hmm. And you're saying nobody was like, I'm going to have sex with that DJ tonight and did it. Okay. When you put it like that, <laughs> there is a chance. Because I've had sex be- with people because I'm a DJ and I had none of that going on. Okay. Because where, where was your hottest residency in 2011? Uh, a party called Ghetto Gothic. Okay. Okay. I've never been to that. I, I've never been to that party. I don't think I'm welcome there, but go ahead. It took place at a really horrible bar called Gallery Bar. Oh, yeah, I've been there. The yes, side. I've been to Gallery Bar. Okay. Uh, it was on a Wednesday. The cover was $5. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sound system was not <laughs> uh, non-existent. The sound system was no. I was trying to explain to a younger clubber recently about how no one used to go out on the weekends. Like It was so lame to go out on a weekend because like mm-hmm. anything that was actually cool wouldn't be given like a weekend slot at a bar so all the good nights to go out were like sunday monday tuesday wednesday maybe thursday and then that mm-hmm. was it the bridge and tunnel crowd you're trying to avoid exactly yeah your weekends were wide open to spend your 200 dollars you made dj and ghetto gothic so you could kind of hit hit a brunch scene maybe oh yeah back when brunch existed (laughs) r.i.p are you saying that brunch is dead i haven't heard of like a brunch happening i can't remember the last time i went out and had brunch with especially like with the group i've had breakfast and i've had lunch in recent memory (laughs) okay well look i'm just saying to you that if you if you go to a restaurant at 11 a.m on a weekend and order anything (laughs) that is a breakfast item and I'm sure you're sucking down those mimosas. They're not bottomless, but you have paper. I'm guessing that that is brunch. You have eaten brunch. You're not. Maybe you're not uh, loud and proud about it, but you have eaten it. And we all have, and it's embarrassing, but I think we can all relate on that. I don't think I would go to a restaurant on a weekend at 11 a.m. Very similar to the club. Again, for similar. Bridge and tunnels. Yeah. Like I would go to a, I would go to a diner, like Ugh. hungover at, at 1 p.m. after, Same. you know staying out all night but okay well i wouldn't go to like a cool restaurant at 11 a.m wait in line for 58 minutes hold on <laughs> hold on hold on no one's wait, wait and then no get like creme brulee french toast <laughs> no one's waiting in line for their super super bomb sticky bun but we do go i like to eat i like to eat eggs at noon on the weekends we have a little tradition we drive to the west side we kind of see where the the better people live mm-hmm. um and it's it's nice, but I guess it's it is. I like to call it lunch because I'm embarrassed. But the reality is, it's brunch. Yeah, there's there's no avoiding it. it. Maybe because I'm single, that's why I'm not going to brunch. You don't bring last last night's ting to wait for 58 minutes to get creme brulee French toast. No, <laughs> Chris, the bus down does not get brunch. I I look, I'm down with that. I agree, but I just wanted to make sure that Daniel was also on the same page. So you're Daniel's also with his fitness regimen. You know, he can't. He doesn't really have caloric real estate available for his Jack Daniel's hot honey chicken and waffle platter. <laughs> <laughs> That'll destroy his whole week. But also if you're, you know, if you're sick in the kitchen, it's nothing to kind of get a perfect soft scramble and some, yeah. you know, house made ciabatta on the plate. Squeezing the juice. You killed it last night. Daniel. <laughs> you're so good. And be like, uh, babe, do you want um, a protein shake? <laughs> <laughs> You want some? Uh, you you barely touched your athletic greens smoothie, Ben. 
Is there something wrong? I know we were out late, but like it's gonna help. Um, have you have you ever played um, you know, some legendary clubs in the world, a, a Berghain or something like that before? Uh, yes, I've played Berghain many times. Okay. Uh, and other legendary clubs. Okay. We've neither of us have ever been to Berghain before. One, I don't know if it's ever going to happen to me now. I feel like I might be too old to get in unless I really came serving cunt at the door, which let's face it, it's probably not going to work out for me. You'd have to, you'd have to be on the list if we're just being, um, you know, truth squad with each other. If we're going to keep it truth squad. I thought you're saying that you can actually be in a list and dress like me and get in. I don't believe that. I mean, if your energy and your vibe was bad enough, then it still wouldn't work but it's like you know they're not out to ruin the day of the friends of the friends and family members of the dj who might be trying to see them right but if you are a glaring asshole and you are on the list and you fuck up royally then there's a good chance that they might not let you in yeah and if you're a dick to them then you know they won't let you in no i would come in with my you know with my head down you know uh, humble vibes but i'm afraid that (laughs) Maybe my kind of simpleton style of dressing would turn them off so much that they couldn't help but refuse me. Yeah, but also your dressing is your clothing that you wear is kind of so basic that it'll kind of skew to the opposite spectrum where they're like, oh my God, it's genius, whatever this person's doing. Oh, uh, I see. So, okay. So I'm, I'm dressing so normally that it's kinky at that point because it's not weird. They're just like, uh, das Normcore? Yeah, we're normaling <laughs> and I'm fucking about to come. <laughs> So how how would you, you know, how would you style one of us if we were trying to get into to Bergheim? Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want it to be just the standard, you know, Rick Owens uniform or something like that. Like what is what in in 2023? And I'm trying to get into Bergheim. It's not even here yet. What are we predicting? What's going to work to get me in there? You know, I don't live there anymore, so I'm not as. Wait, you uh, lived in that all? You lived in that awful city? How long? (laughs) uh almost four years oh god i hope it helped your career no other benefits (laughs) well it was like i kind of moved there accidentally because i was there for the summer and then i started dating a girl and then you know cut to four years later was she was she german no she was from new york so it's like really didn't make any sense (laughs) okay i don't yeah that's really bizarre but what can you explain i guess for you berlin is the motherland like that's you know that's like if you like, if you want to work in finance or you want to work in fashion, you come to New York. If you want to make it in the movies, you come to L.A. If you want to make it behind the mixer, you have to go to Berlin. I mean, yes and no. Like, I think definitely way less so now than, you know, 10 years ago. Now New York has almost as much going on musically in dance music as Berlin does. You can go see Peggy Goo five nights a week in New York, baby. Exactly. But it's like, I mean... They definitely party for longer there, so there's more DJ slots. Mm, I understand. Oh, so from a business standpoint, they're, they're going multiple. They're going all night, so it's all G. Exactly. Yeah, in New York, it's like a one DJ and you know the opener, and that's yeah. Great. It's like the party. Well, all the DJ sets are four hours there, so it kind of Ooh. balances out. When I started DJing in New York, it was like the parties went from midnight till four a.m., and you would have five DJs on the lineup, so everyone played for forty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. 
And then I moved to Berlin and they're just like, everyone plays for at least four hours. Do you prefer that now that you've done it long enough? Because four hours, I've done a lot of four hour DJ sets, but you really got to be in the mood for it, right? If the party is good, like at my, I'm a resident and nowadays and like once a year I'll do an all night set that'll be like nine hours long. I'm sorry, nine hours long, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> Mm. who wants to do that i mean i could i mean i know you have no choice but like how are you flowing it's like if you were at djing like a bar gig where it's like people are coming in and out and they're not really paying attention you know like four hours can be kind of torture but if it's like a club and people are locked in and they're like on good drugs and they're like Mm -hmm. watching your whole you know, not to sound like an asshole, but your journey. You take them on a journey. journey. Oh, okay. Not, not, not to sound like an <laughs> asshole. Well, too late for that, Chief. Go ahead. But it's true. It is true. But like, there's been times where I've like, you know, had my booking agent or whatever like request a longer set, and then the party sucks, and then I'm just like, why the fuck am I playing for four hours? <laughs> I like the idea of requesting a longer set and then getting up there 20 minutes in, and being like, uh oh. There's a long tradition of it. DJs, there used to just be one DJ for the entire night. Uh, even I, even I know that. Even I know that. Okay, I'm not that. Stupid. Yeah, it's kind of one of the. Yeah, you see all when these DJs, the and it's arts. like you know, from front to back, from from opening to close. Anyone can get up there at peak time, play an hour of their absolute like most. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't crushing come for jams Jason. Don't come for them jeans like it. that. Okay, <laughs> he can't. He can only do a 45 minutes. You can write a song, but can you write an album? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You can write a Substack, but where's the where's the book? You know exactly. You know w- what happens? Are we wearing a she we? Let's let's go through the P story. <laughs> but you did your four hour set was like at an Urban Outfitters, so it was a little easier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I no, like that's harder. <laughs> it was at Urban Outfitters for you know probably an Adidas activation. You know, but the money ain't bad. See, that's harder no shame. because it's like. If you're at like a good club and everyone's locked in, then the time kind of just flies. Sure. You know, I have DJed many events in my life, many pop-ups, <laughs> many in-stores. <laughs> and it's like, to me, those are the most painful because it's like, no one's listening. Like they're either telling you to turn down the volume or turn up the volume. They don't want to hear what you're playing. They just want to hear like mm-hmm. Dua Lipa. Even if you literally just played Dua Lipa, like they still <laughs> want to hear Dua Lipa. And it's just like, there's really no winning in those situations people are using your dj booth as a place to put their like that's their the plate that they had their slider on or their their old drinks or napkins exactly djs love to complain i tell you what <laughs> you guys are playing other people's music for money and you're trying to complain not, it's crazy out here i, man. I tell you I'm what grateful. i know you can take me on a journey but come on i'm grateful for those because you know they tend to pay really well but i'm just saying if you're comparing course, the two which one is like more fun and less of like a slog it's definitely going to be like i'd rather play for nine hours in a club than like an hour in a pop-up that's real shit right there nine hours is just is is nine hours though is just like i know that's on the the high side of things but even four or five hours i mean the amount of cocaine or red bull or whatever you got to do to make that fun for yourself are you saying that music alone can keep you high right no, i think that set? he you know he's a fitness guy so he he would do nine hour sets but he'll have the weighted vest on or something like that at home just to kind yeah, of warm cool. up he'll exactly. do the Bane mask while he's doing the nine hour DJ set at home. I could probably do nine hours with like three energy drinks and three cocktails and some waters. So you're having three bang energy drinks (laughs) or are you a classic Red Bull cat? Celsius. Come on. I'm literally drinking a Celsius right now. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm not, 
I'm not Celsius mob. I've never tried one. Chris, come on. They could be a sponsor of ours, so let's speak speak well of them. Oh, no, I'm not mad at it. I've just never tried one. I'll have them send you a uh, pallet. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, so you're connected to the Celsius mob? <laughs> Daniel said, we'll get a pallet over to the house. So you're so you're sponsored by Celsius. So do you have to keep the, the, the can like visible while you're DJing, or are they cool? <laughs> I mean, I know we're not recording uh, video, but I've had it in frame the entire podcast smart smart <laughs> just smart. in case it's in it's there in spirit you're a pro i mean i absolutely love energy drinks i drink at least probably two every single day of my life do, so. are you, are, do you replace your coffee with the energy drink i don't drink coffee at all i drink so you you wake up and you crack a coldie no i wake up i wake up i drink uh two cups of very strong english breakfast tea <laughs> And a protein drink that has a huge scoop of matcha in it. Oh, shit. Jesus. Nothing but a common pervert. Then probably like three hours later, if I were to leave the house, that's <laughs> when the energy drink would probably. If I, if I were to leave the Theoretically. house. Theoretically. Okay, so <laughs> your insides are rotten, Chief. I got to tell you. You're, <laughs> grout, you're eating dog food meal plans and having three energy drinks a day, bro. This is crazy. I'm worried about you. I refuse to believe there's any connection between me being sick literally constantly and <laughs> any lifestyle choices that I make. So, no thank that's you. A, that's a smart way to kind of handle it, but I'm I'm worried about you. The stuff that you've told us about it, you, that you're ingesting is is really something. Yeah, do you have do you have Christ in your heart? Have you made peace with him? Him or her? I think as a Jew, like, I don't really have to do anything to oh, okay. be in the clear. You're already chosen. I'm just good. I'm just coasting at this point. <laughs> I'm just coasting at this point. <laughs> That's life. The afterlife is, that. like, super vague, so right. we're just coasting. Okay. Do you only kind of seek out Jewish women because of your family, or are you pretty open? I know people think that, like, all Jewish mothers, she is so desperate for her children to get married and have grandkids like she could not care like maybe there was some point like a decade and a half ago where she would have been like it'd be nice if you had a jewish girlfriend now she's just like mm -hmm. poking holes in the condom she like does not care <laughs> <laughs> she's like i'm i'm open to livestock at this point you know these kids so my son came out as a yeah he's an animal fucker and i'm honestly i'm fine i'm God. fine with it there is your mom poking the condom that's really funny that's really funny Jesus. But, but she can't tell by your career choice that that's not in your future i mean i've told her she knows but yeah <laughs> She's holding on. You told her what exactly? Uh, I don't want kids. Okay. Yeah, smart. So your mom doesn't, but your do you have brothers and sisters, or is, are you the only hope? I got two brothers. Neither one are like super great prospects on the kids' role. <laughs> so. Okay. But, okay. Is that because they're not quite as slick with the the ladies, or is that just because they're too busy making money? No, they're both either partnered or unfianced. I just don't think either one of them <laughs> has like a stated desire to have kids or oh, okay, even an okay. out. So whatever whatever it was that your mom did to you guys, you the whole family is anti-kids. And I'm sure she's replaying it, you know, frame by frame to see where <laughs> she went wrong. <laughs> uh, that doesn't sound like a Jewish mother. Well, speaking of, you know, everyone getting a little bit older, do we have a, a retirement plan for your, your second act post-DJing, or are we going to go full DJ Harvey, 
70-year-old in the booth style. Don't say crypto. Don't say crypto. <laughs> I mean, early death was a, a big one, but... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Holding out for an early death. You would rather die than than not be behind the tables. <laughs> you know, here's the issue. Like, <laughs> you know, being the DJ Harvey, like, you know, yep. he's playing just as many gigs mm-hmm. as he wants and he's flying first class. He's getting his old dick sucked by whoever he wants. Sounds fun. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I were to spend another 20 years, like, flying around the world in coach and, like, praying to get upgraded to Comfort Plus, <laughs> like... <laughs> you know that is is a little less glamorous when you're like back hurts and your knees hurt and you're just like still trying to like sneak in with carry on okay okay yeah that is that is one thing it's it's weird because as a podcaster whenever we travel and tour it's sort of just like if we want to get upgraded then we we got to kind of upgrade ourselves but back in the day when the promoter would book the flights it was always just like the only priority is whatever the cheapest one is. And that's just what it was. And But back then, I was, I was still like, man, pinch me. I am dreaming. Some fucking guy paid for my airplane ticket. This is so crazy. Well, he, I mean, Jason, they've heard the Throw Some D's remix. They know. I mean, it was, they were, they were, they, they had heard some of your hits and knew it was worth every penny to fly you to, to Oklahoma City for that Thursday night. I mean, I still think it's insane that someone is like, you know, paying me to go fly somewhere around the world to DJ. Yeah. But it is just like, you know, 12 years in, you don't necessarily have that like wonderment. The bloom is off the rose a little bit. And I have my, you know, Delta status. You know, there are certain things that you that come with age. <laughs> what, what? Hey, big dog. Hey, big dog. Don't start talking about Delta unless you want to share your status. Uh, we're gold. And what? We're, we're so close to platinum, but we're not going to get there. Platinum. Okay. Let's go back to the kid. Let's go back to the kids table. Let's go back to the kids table, chief, <laughs> where you're talking to diamond medallion on this side. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just want you to kind of put some respect on my name. Well, I'm not there. We got to try harder because you probably, you probably been taking some budget United flights or you've been jet blue mint because you thought that was cute, but you got to stick with Delta. You know, I try and someone was like, why don't you just fly somewhere? Mm-hmm. like to get the last fight in and i'm just like the last thing i want to do is fly anywhere we call that we call that in the business we call that a points run i actually might have to do a points run because i'm i'm so i'm so close to hitting that diamond and i need one i need like a 1500 dollars flight ticket before the end of the year and then I'm, I'm diamond status i would accept a flight gift from you Jason, if that's something that you need to do. Same. Yeah, maybe you surprise me and Daniel with a trip somewhere that we don't know the destination and you just book the tickets. Oh, interesting. Yeah, just a fellow's a fellow's weekend in, in Lake Havasu or maybe we could hit <laughs> Maybe as a nice thank you for appearing on your podcast that you make money from. <laughs> you could uh, you know, shoot a fifteen hundred dollar flight my way. Mm, we'll think about it. I mean, for me, travel and work are so like tied together in my brain now like it's hard for me to even like think of just like what a straight up vacation would be like when you're a dj every day is a vacation great point i mean also true great point <laughs> um so uh what what's on the horizon as we're closing up here daniel anything uh any exciting news any plugs any stuff like that you want to get into god i wish i had something to plug <laughs> <laughs> Um, definitely okay. check out my SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
We could do that. We'll check, check out, out the SoundCloud. We'll check out physical therapy on the SoundCloud application. And um, we'll we'll check you out at one of your little late night soirees. I'm sure we can follow you on Instagram to find out when you're behind the decks. When is this episode coming out? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. This Friday, come to nowadays for my residency night. Oh, that could be your flight. Just uh, hop on over to New York. Yeah. What kind of music? Uh, I don't really go out. And I don't really like the kind of music you play, I'm guessing. But what do you play? Chris goes to see the 1975, and that's about uh, it. Are you doing open format? Or are we are we kind of focused on a certain genre of electronic music? It's not, it's not open format in the traditional sense of, um, you know, blending the Supremes into <laughs> uh, an A-track remix of the AAS or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> don't come for Jason. Bro. I'm not, not saying that's a Jason. negative. I'm just saying, you know, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> so okay. you're, you're dancing between some DJ Python type shit into some drum and bass jungleism shit yeah. into some happy hardcore and, and et cetera. Okay. So you're, yeah, see that's the, that you're at a level that I unfortunately cannot comprehend. So I do think it's quite cool, but I don't, my brain doesn't really understand it. Um, which maybe is is what I need to do is come check you out so. and expand my horizons. It could be a great um, learning experience. Yeah, you guys can plus five whatever you need. Oh, you'll put us on the list. That's nice of you. Okay, well that's sweet in the. But deal you know, if your if your vibe is off, they won't let you in. So <laughs> okay, do you got any drink? You got any drink tickets for Jason or anything? Or yeah, we could definitely get you a drink ticket. Okay, <laughs> all right. Physical therapy. Thank you for joining us, Daniel. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Chris's vibe has never been on, by the way. So that will be. Never. My my swag is on, vibe is off. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. We'll see you on Friday and nowadays when I'm raving and not behaving. Thank you for joining us on How Long Gone. Wagwan, Daniel. Thank you. Bye.